Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. One and welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes here. Hello, Carmen Braidwood. Oh, hi, Nick Hayes. Great to see you virtually. Yes, great to see you virtually. And we are with what I consider Adelaide <laughs> royalty when it comes to executive producers here <laughs> on radio, Radio uh, Adelaide, Radio South Australia, 5AA, Lucy Loken. Welcome, Lucy. Hello. I was about to say good morning, but it's not. That's just habit for me. <laughs> well, and, and, and talk us about mornings because I think the hardest working producer there is, and it doesn't matter which state you're in, mm-hmm. it is your breakfast producer. I think people have no concept or idea to the amount of energy, the amount of work. It's not just you rock up at six o'clock in the morning and you're over by nine. There's all, so much to it. Tell us what your day looks like, Lucy. No, well, this will probably bring back some fond memories for Carmen, I'm sure, but uh, I usually, my first alarm goes off at about 3 and I get up eventually about 3.15 and and come in sort of about (laughs) 4 o'clock. So I like to, I'm always the first one here, which some people like to get in and and go on the fly for brekkie radio and and get the bit of sleep, but I I need to sit by myself and clutch a coffee for five minutes before before I get into it. So yeah, I, I find it really satisfying what we can achieve before the sun even comes up. So that's probably the thing I love most about it is I get in and I check the headlines straight away and I check the overnight news and I watch the early TV bulletins. Um, I, I talk to my talent, I guess you'd call them, uh, from home. They have their own routines where they'll sit at home first for a bit and then we sort of text each other, whereas I prefer to just get in and, and get into it. Otherwise, I've, I've tried it before working from home at four o'clock in the morning and uh, I usually fall back asleep. So much easier just to get in here and turn on all the lights and, and get into it. What's the, what is the, I mean, do you ever get a chance to relax, to, to feel the moment as though the job is, always, is almost complete? Because I, I sense that just the way breakfast radio comes together, a lot of it is, at the moment, you're taking, you're almost the modern day social media. You're on top of things as they're happening. And a good example of that just only this week was obviously with the floods in here in Adelaide, the downpour. You dropped everything on your show and just dealt with that. I mean, is, is that what you love about the game? The fact that it could be just a mixed bag of lollies or the fact that you have to throw everything out and just go and concentrate on one story? Definitely. And and I know the, the floods on Tuesday that was 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 tricky for commuters but for us like we do that kind of coverage really well we know who we need to talk to and we know what we want from our listeners and they provided it in spades so things like road closures where it's flooding manhole covers that had come straight off pitches houses leaking cafes flooding we we had it all (laughs) and and that comes straight from our listeners and that stuff is really uh, invigorating whilst it it sucks for them out in the weather on Tuesday but for us it, it was a great because 
we could drop our show and say this is this is what our listeners need this morning. Uh, they are trying to get to work. They're trying to get to school. Year twelve exams have just finished, so everyone's trying to work out what's going on. And and that kind of thing, especially, is satisfying. By nine o'clock on Tuesday morning, I was mentally pretty done. Um, every day, I do feel like that. We cram a lot mentally into a three-hour show. So when I arrive at four and finish, sort of just after nine, that's five hours of probably eight hours mental work. Mm. Um, so then, then it drops right off, and I go get yet another coffee and, and sit and do my emails for a bit longer and and I do feel satisfying it's it's the same process every day but different content which which keeps you going basically Lucy uh, people in breakfast radio always talk about sleep patterns so I'll try not to bore the listener with us going on about <laughs> when you choose to have a nap but it is relevant for anyone mm. who is an expert talent you know if you want to call on somebody who knows what to do when the manhole cover slips off during a, a flood a flash flood there in Adelaide uh, you, they need to know when to pitch themselves to you so do you check your emails you know in the early afternoon or in the early evening before you go to bed or when do you want to hear from people who want to get into your breakfast show yeah I check them all day to be honest which is not a great habit I'm getting a lot (laughs) better because the longer I do this job it's been five years um waking up at 3am so the longer I do it the the more I need to nap basically but it's tricky with brekkie because we have to wait for the day's news to kind of happen but we can't leave it too late because people who work regular hours want to log off at 5 or 5 30 so so when we're looking for brekkie talent that uh, work in an office like a government worker, usually media teams like that, they're usually pretty flexible. But anyone else, I will try and book them in around 4 o'clock if I can, which means I'm on the emails from 3, seeing what I can find. That way I've still got time if someone is working a regular office job that I can nab them before they go home. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, we, we wait till the morning, which can be trickier in, in a place like Adelaide where we don't have as much news and people don't get up as early because the commute's not very far. Uh, so some people get a, a rude text message from me at six o'clock um, <laughs> or, or the ones like, for example, on Tuesday, they know we're going to ring. The SES, Power Networks, MFS, they, they know to expect that. So in a crisis, it's fine. Uh, other times, yeah, you just pick your moments basically program lucy is organized because i i know that you run a very tight ship there uh for breakfast and and i say that can i say that in the in in the most positive and um, uh praising way because it is a structured program i don't think people realize how structured breakfast actually is you know everything that's going on minute by minute how far ahead is the program sorted and organised, taking away a, a disaster like the flooding on Tuesday? How, how structured are you? Yeah, I think that's the thing with commercial radio, especially on an AM station, is we have our structured news bulletins every half hour on the half hour. And there are times when our ads will run into that, which I then need to move and sort that out to make sure that they get played. So we have our ad breaks in the, in the same places every day, basically. Um, but we we form our segments that we know the segment category, if you wish, and then we fill it that morning. So we have our dedicated news of the morning segment at 7.05 and we fill that at 5am, whereas things like weekly segments such as our federal politics cross from Canberra, that's scheduled same time every Tuesday, for example. We, we dropped that on Tuesday because of the Armageddon floods. 
which, which isn't a hassle, but people understand when you need to cancel. It's one of the worst things. Uh, I'm I'm not good at it. I I get very self conscious that I feel like I let people down if they can't have their five minutes on the show. Mm. Uh, but usually we, I would say fifty percent structured. The weekly stuff is locked in for the full year pretty well, like our footy players or when we chat with David Kosh, that's locked in. But daily segments are are there, and we just fill them as the morning goes. Yeah, and it is important for the people who are engaging with you as the producer, uh, executive producer, to know that if you're trying to get on the show, it's almost like every booking comes with an asterisk at the side of it that's just provided there are no Armageddon floods on this day. And and we need to appreciate that when we're seeking PR, that you could get bumped for whatever reason. And, And it's important to remember that it's not your last chance I think you can always spot those people who are thinking, this is the only time I'm ever going to be on radio. I better cram everything I've ever learned about my subject matter into this one yes. interview. But it doesn't matter, does it? There's always yeah. going to be another chance to to get that message across. Yeah, and, and especially if if we love the story that, that isn't going to date. Like if, if you're an expert of the morning on, on a news topic and we have to drop you, we might not get back to you immediately because the story's moved on and it's a new day. But if it's a topic that, that hasn't dated and we want to do it again, for sure. That, I mean, makes us easier the next day. If we can you one day and we can hold it till the next day, well, then half my job's done before I've even left for the day. So mm-hmm. um, we like having those people who are flexible, of course, and most people in Adelaide are. They understand and they're living it as, as we're living it, basically. And they, they do understand in Adelaide. They probably understand it better than most other states, I've got to say. And for all our interstate listeners to, uh, this morning, tune into 5AA. You can do it on their Facebook and you can also do it online. Uh, Lucy, the uh, Will and Pemba, now you're, you're, two, you're two anchors. You're, you're, yes. You're, uh, you're, you're hosts of the, of the breakfast program. When you're looking for content and looking for something a little bit different maybe or something that's going to uh, entertain your audience or educate your audience, how important is it for Will and Pembo to, to actually take ownership of it? Because they are, they, they're amazing when they really want to get right behind a story, They've, uh, they make it their own. I think that's important when you say is entertaining and educating. That That's our basic principle is we want to inform people of Adelaide as they wake up but also entertain them because it's breakfast and you even though there's a lot of tough news at the moment in the world you do need to find entertaining moments to provide the listeners with and and the guys especially rally behind the quirkier stories because our bulletins are filled with the Gaza war or COVID for such a long time and then it's bushfire season coming up and even with the floods the the undertones of of homelessness and, and what do those people do it's it can weigh really heavily on you. So they love they love a quirky story. And and if they don't find it, I will. And they they will we've built that trust that they'll just kind of roll with it. Um unless they really don't like it, I will always check because if they if they don't care about it, they don't like it, then what's the point that that it comes across that they don't care. But especially towards this end of the year, around Christmas time, they love anything that's slightly left of centre. And, and a few times I've tried things and it kind of hasn't really worked or I thought it was good and, and they haven't. Um, but usually we've built that trust that they will know. We all kind of know what we want, which is to cover the harder stuff, but also to find a really quirky one. And one that you brought to us, Nick, was the budgie chat, <laughs> the, the budgie fest. Now, I, I booked it in 
and I was skeptical because I'm, <laughs> I'm a real animal lover. So I was like, budgies, yes. Mm-hmm. If you've got an animal story, it's it's a win-win for me. But the guys are, you know, not phased. And I booked it in because I thought, yeah, we've got a lot of heavy news, but this is something really different. Anyway, we did the chat and David was like, favourite chat of the year, let's do that again. <laughs> and I was like, really? I, I was sceptical. I even said to them, it's a pretty random one, but why not? This is something local and it and it's in a suburb that we can talk about and, and our listeners in Campbelltown will love it. Anyway, David's favourite interview of the year, went along and was a judge at Budgie Fest, had the best day <laughs> and said we need, and now we refer to it as the Budgie. He said we need more Budgies. Mm. Need so, more Budgies. So wow. not, not literally, I mean, you could give me some physical mm-hmm. budgies I'd have them in the studio but uh, just more stories that that might only mm-hmm. be three or four minutes and that's all they need but just something light the people in the cars go oh Adelaide has a budgie festival how cool why not didn't know about it we've learned something uh, no one else has talked about it and maybe we can do that on the weekend and can I tell you Lucy the the fact that David also uh, was 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 a judge and I was the MC of that particular event, so I was very much involved and engaged, and so was he. And <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You, you sometimes just don't know what's going to hit and what's going to run. And and yeah. I'll put this down to this one, Lucy. And I'm glad to hear it's called the Budgie. Troy Holmes from the uh, the Budgery Gar Society of South Australia oh. will be over the moon about that. Yeah. But um, I've got to say, this is actually the story of my year to put mm. that Budgie story through. Because yeah. as you said earlier, it was the it's Gaza, it's 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 what's going on in the Ukraine, it's the cost of living crisis. There's everything else yeah. that's going on. If we can just take one moment, just to escape all the hard stuff, then you know I feel like that that kind of did it. And it was it's amazing response that uh, and and credit to Pembo on that. Um, him and his whole family were there, yeah. and even <laughs> uh, his son won an award. Uh, he won the Colouring In Award. So there oh, you go. And it wasn't rigged. That was not rigged. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, and, and I think a lot of media places are picking up on that. I, I was talking to 3AW only yesterday and they I, I chat with them once or twice a week and I said, oh, why don't we do the word of the year because people love it, it's different. Mm. And they'd done it to death on 3AW because they, same thing, they wanted something that was light. But we hadn't done it because that was when Armageddon hit on Tuesday. So I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, we didn't talk about it because we had floods. But, yes, you guys didn't cop that. So you were went to town on Word of the Year, which, of course, was Cozy Lives, which hmm. we had then a big debate that no one's ever used here in Australia. But it's, hmm. I think me a lot of media practices, especially radio, are picking up on the, the little quirky ones that we can just roll with and have fun with. I love yeah. that inside. Because of living there, uh, Carmen. Because he lives as because of living. That's what that was about. I, I remember seeing it come up yes. in my yes. seat and going, I don't understand that and just moved on. You know, we need an understanding around uh, what that really is. You know, and I hope this week, Lucy, uh, as this podcast rolls out and our experts who are listening and other organisations who are listening and want to get some media, maybe use a subject line, something along the lines of, here's a budgie for you, Lucy, and hopefully yeah. you'll know exactly <laughs> what they're talking about. It's a great way to describe right. a great That's yarn. Right. 
I love it. Fantastic. Hey, it's really important for yeah. us to understand the shows that we're pitching to as well, right? If, we, if we're trying to get some PR, we definitely want to know the show. And obviously Nick being in market meant that he was able to go, right, I reckon these guys are going to like this show. I reckon there's a chance they're going to get behind this. I didn't realise Media Stable was such a full service agency to provide MCs for the events that they're also <laughs> promoting. Uh, but you know, I don't think that has to be necessary. What What are the guys like? What are it's Will and Pembo? What are they? What are they into? What's What's their general general interests outside of budgery guys? Yeah, well, the budgery guy discovery was one for all of us, including them. <laughs> I think um, now we. The listeners get a get a very raw version of them. They're exactly who they are on the show and off the show, and and we get to know them pretty well. David is is a massive fan of cooking, eating good food. He bases his holidays around which restaurants he can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, he will talk about it endlessly on the show, and and so much so we we cop complaints about it. Not okay. not legitimate. Um, <laughs> we'll turn off complaints, but you know, do it's you have another vibe. hobby type? Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, and his other hobby is gardening. So he uh, loves gardening. We'll talk about that. And, and again, that, it's good when it's a relatable hobby and, and then they get behind topics like that when sometimes if we're really stuck, you know, jacaranda season, let's talk about jacarandas, uh, and, and he loves that. The listeners love it. They can send in photos. And it's when they talk about their just random hobbies that the listeners get behind. Will, on the other hand, doesn't like cooking or gardening, but he's into <laughs> American basketball. Um, he watches a lot of TV and movies, uh-huh. uh, and he has now got a, a one-year-old daughter. So he's a first-time parent as of last October, mm-hmm. last year. Uh, and so even then, again, we have a lot of grandparents and a lot of parents listening. So it's a lot of relatableness, these guys. They're, they're very... Um, self-degrading they they don't mind poking fun at themselves or each other uh and it, and it works because they're they're friends off the show but they not really like they don't hang out mm-hmm. um, yeah. none of us really hang out my other producer Sam and I are really good friends but we don't you know we'll talk mostly about work and our lives but we don't actively all hang out as a collective because we just don't need to mm-hmm. we're that relaxed and we can be relatable to the general population that it's work doesn't quite feel like work it's a it's a it's a you've got to have an amazing uh dynamic between the presenters to to share with an audience because and i think that they bounce off each other beautifully uh almost the straight guy and the comedian but also Mm. um very factually correct um and and very and and get people thinking a, a different way and lucy you and i both know you did meet the media uh in Adelaide very at the start of the year and you know that I'm a fan of the show um, because I think that it's a smart it's smart radio it's it's not treating an audience like it's 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 dopey or dumb or dumbing it down it's actually getting them to really think about different things in a different way and I think that's 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 what good radio I think is today there's the, the, the day of the shock jock's gone I think that the the way that if you can educate, inform, and entertain at the same time, you, if you can get all those into a nice um, rhythm, it works beautifully. Mm. Um, the the dynamic around Facebook, though, and social media, uh, your program is broadcast live uh, via Facebook. It's one of my preferred ways to watch because I don't want to just listen. I want to watch the way that the boys react. How, how conscious <laughs> are the boys uh, reacting to the, the fact that they are on camera as well? 
Yeah, great question. Um, it doesn't phase them and, and I thought they would take a while to get used to it initially because we started with just a one standard Mevo camera that just showed the whole studio and you couldn't really see their faces. And then um, 5AA owned by Nova Entertainment, all of the Novas and us got brand new cameras so they could all record their interviews with video and we thought, stuff it, we'll continue our three-hour live streaming. So the, the quality is excellent. Um, but it's it's only heightened the guy's experience on air basically because we've got it to a point now where where we need it. We will say there was a story on TV last night, incredible vision of, I don't know, a shop break-in. You can see the front window smashed. Here's some footage courtesy of Channel 7, for example. Jump on our yep. Facebook stream and you'll be mm-hmm. able to see it. So we can then point people there to actually then watch it. They might not want to see us. That's cool. We don't look great. But they can then see the, the vision on the news or we'll say, send us your sunrises. It was awesome this morning and we'll put people's pictures up on the live stream and just have it rolling through. Hmm. So we want people to interact with us and gone are the days of just calling in. Yes, we are a talkback station, but at breakfast people prefer to text us. Uh, they love texting in sunrises. It's one of my hmm. favourite things. Um, they do still ring or they just comment on the Facebook stream because they want to see what we look like they want to see the studio they like to see our news ticker along the bottom they get a bit of everything even just for 10 minutes while they're having their coffee at home it's a and great Carms, concept the five double a has it what comes comes five double a has what we call the undie drive and when you can see oh. uh, david pemberthy dressed up as mc hammer yeah. Uh, on the visuals on the Facebook, I, th- I tell you what, it's it's like television. Radio has <laughs> turned into television. It's uh, it's it's brilliant stuff. <laughs> Is there anything, Lucy, that you might look? We know that David and Will won't be listening to this particular podcast, and oh, who uh, says? I thought this might be a, a <laughs> well. We, we, I'm assuming that because you know. Um, they're busy, but uh, is there anything about any quirks around Will and David you you might want to share with us, or um, maybe get off your chest, uh, as in so, you know things that bug you? Uh, uh, it's, it's an open yeah. forum for you, Lucy. Excellent. I've got a long list. How much time have we got, Nick? Um, no, no, the guys the guys are great, and and you hear a lot of stories about talent in tv and radio of, of talent and demanding and, and a lot of probably fm hosts are like that and perhaps interstate um a certain duo who may have signed a massive deal recently i'm sure they have a long list of demands and that's fine that's how they work uh, the guys are really great to work with um they're very low-key for demands their, their only main demand is that their coffees are there <laughs> Which I think is fair enough. If I'm making mine, I can make theirs. That's cool. <laughs> uh, but the thing that does get me is their lack of preparation Ooh. in in the morning. So lots of people assume that we're all in there at four o'clock planning, but um, David won't get out of bed until 5.45 and he will hot foot it into the studio to be there by 6 and we're Ooh. on air at 6.05. Um, because he does his own planning during the day. He writes for the newspaper. He has a lot of contacts contacts from his political journal career. Um, And and sometimes I would just like an all-team meeting (laughs) in the morning. (laughs) There are some days when I would like like all of us to be in one room together before we go on air. Hmm. Um, Will as well, he 
he does his prep from home, then comes in by six. And I'm like, that's great, but I would just want 5.55 would be lovely Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we can have five minutes. But but I think that's also a benefit for us is that we're not too planned. The guy's chemistry is based on them not really talking beforehand. Mm. Um, and, and we have that trust that if I just book people in and do the rundown that they'll just go with it. So, so that's nice. But my main, my main quirk is that we can't ever have just an all-staff <laughs> pre-meeting. We have plenty afterwards, it. but we'll never before. <laughs> Lucy, uh, as a presenter of the breakfast radio shows for a long time, I can absolutely relate to all of the things you're talking about. And there's something to be said for finding a way to, to do it for a long time. How long have the guys been doing the show together? It's been a long time. Oh, they hit, yeah, eight years in October it was. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it like to, to do those hours uh, for a very, very long time as you're experiencing right now at your five-year mark, like you've got to find ways to make it fit your whole lifestyle and and, it, and I've definitely worked with people in a similar uh, fashion to the guys and it's not necessarily speaking about anyone specifically if anyone's thinking about shows here in <laughs> Perth but I've observed people who have to manage it that way that that they have to have yes. as much sleep as they can possibly get and that's just the only way for it to work and that's how they have to do it and and yep. you just have to find a way to work around it and then that, that other thing that dynamic like I've worked on shows where we planned to the nth degree everything right up until who's going to drop the setup to the then the punchline lands. And to be frank, from my experience, that just sucked all the happiness and joy out of doing breakfast radio. Yeah. You know, the, the responsiveness. Yeah, you're the, right. We'll- yeah, all of that was gone. Everyone, Everyone's lives are so different, especially in our team and, and we – that, and that's how they were before I, I came along, um, the, the no planning bit. Their sleep-ins have increased slightly the last few <laughs> years, which, which is cool. But, mm. yeah, like David, sometimes I think, God, I'm getting up at 3 a.m. and David's not getting up till 5.45. That's not fair. Mm. But, but David will be up watching the news till 11 p.m. Wow. Like he'll, he'll go the mm. other way or he'll be reading on his phone or whatever. So they do their, they do their prep in their own ways. and. And I think as well, if we didn't have a product that people liked, then then we'd have to change it. But mm. it seems to be working for us so far. Everyone touched some wood somewhere. <laughs> Let's do Touching that. And you're, do, yeah. you're doing an amazing yeah. job. It's sincerely doing an amazing job. Lucy, when the boys do go on holidays, you take a microphone. How, how, mm. did, how does that go for you? Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I don't mind it. I, 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 a lot of people want to become broadcasters. I'm pretty happy being a, a nobody off air. I, I like um, sitting behind the glass. So that came about when Will was going on paternity leave for his first baby in October last year and, and we sort of had some time to think about who we'd get as a fill-in for the two, two or so weeks um, and he said, why don't you just do it because you know the show and we don't have to train anyone. Um, and you've worked with David and it's breakfast, so you're already you're already there. Um, being on air was never never a goal for me and I, I was very nervous about it. And I think as well I I prefer to stick on the, the humble side of things. I I don't like people knowing too much, but but I really enjoyed it, you know, in the October and 
then my boss said, well, great, now you can just fill in if you want or you can have holidays when you want. Um, so I, I, the bit I love the most is it's something different from producing. Yeah. I like that I, well, I was going to say I, I lose the producer's role, but I don't. I try and do both at the same time. <laughs> I, we get fill-in producers, so I've got to learn to mm. give it to them when I'm on air. But I like the variety. So, yes, in December I will be on air for a couple of weeks. But then even I am taking some leave in January. So I, hope I don't know are. who will even be on air in January. Won't be me. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> Lucy, this is awesome to hear. I'm hearing that you're an incredibly adaptive person and you can just pick up a new skill quite quickly by the sounds of it. Um, we were talking before we started the podcast about how you got into radio. Would you share that, that journey with us? Yeah, pretty random and I'm I'm thankful that I've landed here because I'd never had any kind of plan in my life. Um, I was finishing my final semester of uni. I did law and media at uni. Final semester, got it all down to one day a week and uh, to accommodate internships, part-time jobs. And my neighbour, her best friend works here at Nova as a sales manager and she texted her best friend and said, we need a junior coordinator for full-time needs someone ASAP do you know anyone and she said actually yes um so they Nova 919 and 5AA uh when you work in sales you work across both stations so they they took me on four days a week till I finished my law degree and then went full-time straight away and I said fond farewell to the legal profession which I was never going to do anyway um so I did sales for a year and maybe four or five months and I had a bit of a crisis. I think I was 25 at the time and I thought mm, maybe I'll go overseas, do something else and I made the decision and the very next day the head of 5AA said, we need someone to breakfast if you want to try, um, you can just have the job. Amazing. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was December 2018 and he said you can start in, in January of 2019 and now it's been five years. Yeah, and along the way, there's two lawyers in that. Uh, there's two lawyers in that studio. Uh, <laughs> well, I finished the degree. David did a, a year. Oh, there you oh go. he did one year. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, he did one year and then changed to either arts or journalism. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I did law, and I didn't want to be a lawyer even before I started it. So mm. I, I pushed myself through it. But I like, I liked it just. Just not enough to uh, to ever do it. Lawyers make enough great cool. broadcasters, well great comedians, great presenters. There are lawyers dotted all <laughs> over the place, not working in the legal profession directly. So I think you're in good company there. Well, look at Ross Stevenson comes. Ross yeah. Stevenson, three AW, one of my absolute yep. heroes. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely the the powerhouse and 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 think fast on their feet. So and that's I get that with you too, Lucy. I think you're well structured, well organised, with a team that doesn't necessarily flow that way, but it all comes together. And I think yeah, correct. That that's how it works. And I think you just have to on breakfast radio come, and you'd know when when things happen. You just have to roll with it and and patch it up afterwards. I mean, you you try your best not to stuff things up and then have to to fix it but you just sort of move with it because breakfast is fast paced and and we just like to keep keep moving yeah you can't get too hung well, up Lucy, about it didn't work yeah. out yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Cannot, you yeah. can't hey lucy yeah. we've got to finish up here um now we're hoping that you might be able to give us one budgie uh one budgie of a 
an idea for any listener that's out there that might want to contact the breakfast program or even any of the programs, Matt Pantelis's mm. program, Into yeah. the Afternoons. Um, how what, what What's the thing that 5AA and particularly breakfast programs looking for from a story? For 5AA specifically for our show, I'll go very specific. We love things that are in specific suburbs that's niche to that suburb or it's just niche to Adelaide because then people who live on that side of town go, oh, yes, I know that. I'll go tell my friends or something that's relatable um, and it's in our town. We love that because we like sharing stories across South Australia really. But if it's somewhere where we can say, Campbelltown, you've got a budgie fest, you know, Brighton, you've got the Sculptures Festival. Handorf, you've got everything German. Like we love being able to zone in on places that people can either relate to or they can go and visit. I love that. I love that, Lucy. And that applies to every other state. If you want to contact your local radio station, uh, go local. Always mention the local names because you it is the box that if you can tick uh, is going to get you far. Uh, brilliant, Lucy. Thank you for joining us on the Thank Experts you. podcast. Another good one comes. Loved it. Great to meet you, Lucy. Great to hear more about that 5AA breakfast Thank show. You. Sounds like fun and we'll be tuning in to hear when you fill in in December too. Thank you very much for having me. I've loved it. Thank you, Lucy. And, Lucy, if people do want to contact you, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, you can ring You can ring the uh, on-air number during breakfast hours. That's easy, uh, 8223-0000, or you can always ring our reception and they'll uh, – Put us put you through to any present uh, producer for any of the shows. Beautiful work, thank you, Lucy. Thank you. Uh, that's a budgie of a program, Carmen. I've got to say, <laughs> that's a budgie of a program. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, we enjoyed your company. We look forward to having it when we speak to another expert or another media next week. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com. Dot au.